Human resources, employee relations, the legal department are aligned against you. Your employer has trained for this day, the day you've become an expendable number at work. There are robust laws that may protect you, but unlike the company, you've not been drilled on how to wield them. You're playing catch-up. There are pitfalls to avoid and countermeasures to deploy that may save your job or put you in the best position to negotiate a favorable settlement. Minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. The Walking Papers podcast offers the first foray into learning how to turn the tables when you've been targeted at work. Knowledge is power. Let's get started. Welcome back to Episode 2 of the Walking Papers Podcast, where we take aim at employment discrimination, retaliation, and harassment. I'm Robert Ingalls, and I'm here with Attorney Josh Van Campen of Van Campen Law. If this is your first time joining us, welcome! You can find a summary of this episode along with a full time-stamped transcript of the episode at vancampenlaw.com. Josh, how are you today? Doing great. All right. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I wanted to get a little bit more background on you for the listeners. Tell us why you became a lawyer. Well, I wasn't a good waiter. (laughs) (laughs) My first job out of Purdue University was as a a waiter at Red River Steaks and Barbecue. And I tried really hard, but they wouldn't even put me on the dinner shift. So uh, I needed to get another job. And my mom was a lawyer and uh, told me not to be a lawyer, but I I did anyway. And so I went to University of Illinois. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to, you know, have a job where I I feel like I'm doing what I was put on this earth to do every day, you know, especially as a plaintiff side uh, employment lawyer. So jumping into the episode, it is titled beautifully, Responding to Bullshit Evaluations and Write-Ups. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, to me, there are basically two kind of evaluations. There are like the normal, genuine, objective evaluations that you're accustomed to seeing. And then there are the bullshit evaluations in which an evaluator is just trying to achieve a result which is to fire someone, and then they monkey and, and manipulate an evaluation and its scores to achieve that objective. And so you will know a bullshit evaluation when you see one. So part of what we'll talk about in this podcast is responding to bullshit evaluations and then also putting yourself in, in a better position to respond to bullshit evaluations by making sure that your previous evaluations are as glowing and as positive as possible. So walk us through a typical scenario receiving one of these bullshit evaluations. Sure. Oftentimes it's an employee who's worked for a company uh, for five or 10 years, sometimes longer, and who has across multiple managers consistently been evaluated good to very good to excellent, for example. And all of a sudden it's almost like a flip was switched and you see either a mid-year evaluation or, you know, the next evaluation, suddenly the score plummets. And usually that, that's accompanied by two different scenarios. One is where you have a new manager who comes in. And it, it's really frustrating for me and it's frustrating for my clients when, especially for, for example, an older worker, you know, a young manager comes in in their 20s or 30s and all of a sudden you can't walk and chew gum right at the same time. And, you know, these new managers come in a lot of times, they feel like by putting notches in their belt and replacing people or reducing labor costs that they're going to be recognized for it. 
And sometimes they just want to make room for their friends at other, other companies. And then the other scenario has, is a lot more impactful and dangerous. And, and that's when, from the corporate boardroom, decisions are made about cutting staff. And a lot of times it happens where they don't want to pay severance that would normally be paid to a long-term employee. And so they're converting what would normally be reductions in force into cause terminations that are not eligible for severance. And so in, in both of those scenarios, the bullshit evaluation is usually a critical tool or the um, kind of the springboard into the ultimate termination decision. And so and it's really the battleground that we're going to fight on later in defending uh, or trying to prove that a, a termination was discriminatory. So in the moment that I'm receiving this evaluation, what are my options at that point? What do I do? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, if any of the listeners have kids, I know you have, uh, you have kids, I, I have kids, and they would say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? So uh, in an evaluation meeting where you're getting a bullshit evaluation, yeah, I want you to do that, and by saying why. And so, and if you can say why 20 times in your evaluation meeting for each poor score, you know, we want to put the manager on the spot to justify scores and a bullshit evaluation. And in the latter scenario, we talked about where it's a corporate directive and you may have a manager who's a nice guy and doesn't have a bias, but is just being given marching orders to fire people. You know, sometimes they, I've had managers just disavow certain scores <laughs> and just say, look, I don't think you deserve it either. Just change um, it on the spot. No, they won't change it on the spot, but he's just say, look, off the record, I didn't want to give you that score, but you know, this is coming from on high they, they told us the scores need to come down. And so by putting the manager on the spot, oftentimes they're not prepared. And so you may get admissions or just, they're just dumbfounded in responding to some of your you know questions for why. And then coming out of this valuation meeting, then, you know, I'm wanting my future client to be taking contemporaneous notes about all the whys that they asked and all the inadequate answers that were given in response. So, uh, yes. So be that annoying kid in the, the back of the, <laughs> the back of the car. I like that. And that was a good callback to episode one about taking uh, very good notes that are contemporaneous right. with the actions going on that may be admissible in court later. Mm-hmm. All right. Why are evaluations so important long-term? Right. If you end up in a, you know, a litigation situation, I think evaluations are considered basically sort of the holy Bible as far as evidence are concerned. But I think both judges and juries look at evaluations as the most reliable document. And so in the scenario we talked about where you, know, you had an employee that had positive evaluations for seven, eight years, and then all of a sudden gets a bullshit evaluation, those previous evaluations are, like I said, kind of the gold standard of evidence. And it's so much fun for a lawyer like me to be confronting this new manager and explaining, having him explain why three previous managers across seven evaluations thought, thought my client was great. And all of a sudden uh, isn't good enough to make you happy. So, and that's why it's important even before someone thinks that they're being targeted for retaliation or, or discrimination is to fight for those early evaluations and make sure those early evaluations are, are as positive as possible. So one common tactic of the, we're just going to call them the managed out manager, you know, where the objective is to manage out, is he, they will go back and, and mine those old evaluations for even the slightest 
of constructive criticism in a previous evaluation. And oftentimes they'll use that to sort of pull the thread. Was other like a tapestry of a really successful career. And if my clients, instead of allowing that that one or two, you know, the my even if it's a minute sort of constructive criticism, if you can if you can fight that off even with a good manager, then it makes it harder for the managed out manager to be able to pull that thread. So, you know, I, in terms of people that are completing self-evaluations, for example, I mean, you, you really need to work your, your ass off to make sure that those evaluations are as positive as possible because once you're across the conference room table talking to me, those evaluations are, are the sort of evidence that I, I, I'm hopefully going to be able to utilize successfully for you. Is there any type of appeal process? I, I'm, I'm sure every company is different, but it, in general, is there an appeal process that most employees can take advantage of? Right. The first thing you would want to do is review the employee handbook and see if there's a process to dispute an evaluation. Sometimes there is and sometimes there isn't. But regardless, the first thing I would, in terms of disputing an evaluation, would be disputing it with your manager. So in the evaluation meeting, I think that's when you say, why, why, why? But in follow-up to that, I think, is when you start to marshal your evidence in a subsequent meeting or in an email, email that back to your manager and see if you can get your manager to revisit those scores. And oftentimes, that's just an exercise, and the manager is not going to revisit the scores, but it's the manager's inaction or, for example, failure to respond to that rebuttal information. It makes them look bad. So that, that, that would be the first thing is to rebut to the manager who gave you the bullshit evaluation. So after you hit a brick wall, when you're sending that rebuttal and you're not getting anything out of it, what do you do next? Well, the next next escalation point in a typical case is to uh, go to human resources. And basically what you're doing is kind of recouching the same rebuttal that you sent to the supervisor to human resources. Now, uh, and I'll have an entirely separate podcast on dealing with human resources because Human resources is not your friend. You're very unlikely to get any sort of accommodation or uh, change from human resources, but you still need to go through that that hoop. And that can be how to, how to do it and how to do it right. It can be a tough judgment call. And so we'll have a separate podcast on that. But in general, that that's the next escalation point is to complain to human resources. Now, human resources are either going to ignore it which is great. Or if they don't ignore it, they're going to probably conduct a, you know, kind of a half-assed investigation. And then I or another lawyer will be able to criticize the lack of thoroughness of the human resources um, investigation. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about building your case and gathering evidence. Is there any good countermeasures in this situation when you're responding to these bullshit evaluations that you can start to build your case? Yeah, definitely. So along the line during the year, you should be approaching the managed out manager, you know, either in person on a telephone call or, or, or in an email and just saying, hey, how am I doing? Is there anything that uh, I need to improve on? Are you happy? And oftentimes the managed out manager might be too busy to respond or just, you know, he knows he wants you out and he's He's just not going to devote the time to emailing you a bunch about your performance. Um, and so those ignored, hey, how I'm doing, how am I doing emails really helped me attack that 
the managed out manager uh, down the line. So that that's one thing. And then again, creating contemporaneous notes of those interactions with your manager when you ask, you know, hey, how am I doing? You know, the thing is, uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, you in your position, especially if you're a professional, there are other people that you work with within the company, like business partners or, you know, internal customers. And so you, you want to be creating a dossier of positive feedback that you receive from business partners and customers. And those are, those are when, when they're there, that they're really hard for the managed out manager to overcome because I basically put them to them like this. I'm like, so are you saying that the business partner that you work closely with is a bad evaluator of talent? <laughs> <laughs> You're better? Yeah, no good answer there. Right. So that, so that can be like gold. And so in a lot of times, those are conversations, uh, not necessarily emails with the customer or internal customer. So once again, that's where the contemporaneous notes can come, you know, in handy big time. Great. All right, we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything, any last words on the subject? The other thing is uh, stay in touch with your previous managers. So you remember when we graduated law school, they said, well, make sure you keep in touch with your old classmates, you know, because they're your future clients. <laughs> Same thing goes with your departed manager. So if we end up in a litigation, those departed managers are going to be potential witnesses. So all those beers that you drank for free on the corporate card from your old manager, uh, it would make sense to uh, buy a few uh, for him or her. Great advice. All right. Look forward to sitting down again. Yeah, likewise. Congratulations for taking an important initial step in turning the tables at work. But this podcast is just an educational resource. It does not constitute legal advice and is no substitute for consulting an employment attorney about your unique situation before making legal decisions. Visit our website for more online resources and videos at ncemploymentattorneys.com. Or better yet, call 704-247-3245 for a free initial intake interview so Van Campen Law can evaluate your case. Until next time, keep your head up and your wits about you. 